We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A dot com. Thanks for listening. So guys, come on, look. What, what are the odds? I say, hey, the words are going to be on the screen. And then the computer crashes, right? As part, if, you don't, if you don't know by now, that's part of the reason we have this joke that we're a technology-friendly church, because we love technology, but some weeks it does not love us. And that's okay. One little housekeeping note. Uh, if my sound man could uh, mute the pad track, I would appreciate it. So we're in this series right now, Grace Bomb. It's been absolutely amazing. I've heard so many stories of people that are just out blessing the neighborhoods, loving on people, finding ways to just drop some grace on people. And if you're new to this series, this series is not about a pay it forward. It's about getting in a place that we can listen and hear from God, hear those nudges of, hey, do this for that person. Because it's about listening and obeying. Pay it forward has nothing to do with being a follower of God. It's great. We feel good when we do it. But this is to help us learn how to get in that place where we're listening to God and acting and we're, and we're following what he tells us to do. So, We've been hearing some of the stories. I'm going to call out somebody this week just because their story is absolutely amazing. Uh, our wonderful singer who's up here, Hartley. Uh, she lives out in the country, you know, kind of, they're spread out. If you, Sussex County, right? Like, we like our acreage. It's kind of what we do. So she lives out in the country, and she was like, you know what? I don't know my neighbors. So she felt compelled to bake some cookies and just do a handwritten note with it, and just go drop them off to some of her neighbors. So while she was grace bombing, somebody grace bombed her back, wrote her a handwritten note, sent her a candle. What else? And soap. And I'm... Yes. Come on. That's what this is about. Yes. I love it. It doesn't have to always be something like that. Like, you know, uh, our teenagers, they, uh, they were out and about, and they just found ways to just be able to grace bomb people as they met them one uh, Sunday afternoon. So it doesn't always have to be anything, you know, elaborate baking. That's great. I love some baked cookies. I love Hartley's baked cookies. Come on. Um, so this week, what we're going to talk about, we're going to start unpacking, is dealing with fear. Okay, so I've already warned uh, my son, Kean that this story is going to involve him, and it might be a little embarrassing. You know, they say as preachers, you're not supposed to really use your children as illustrations, but this one was just too fitting. So when he was about 10 years old, we took a big family trip. We went down to Orlando, and we spent kind of the week uh, on and off at Universal. Now, we, because you shouldn't say this in church, but we're huge Harry Potter fans, so we were just like, all the Harry Potter stuff. We wrote it and wrote it again. But it was like one of the last days we were leaving the park 
and uh, there was this, uh, in the Marvel section, there was this ride for the Hulk. And what the Hulk does on the ride is the roller coaster starts at a dead standstill and just launches you. And you hear the Hulk roar, and you're like, you can hear this all through the park. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. So, you know, he was about nine or 10, and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna ride it. And he like, he actually like waits in line with us. Like he is like, I am going to do this. This is going to be awesome. But I can tell he's scared. So we're like pumping him up and talking him like, come on, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And we get like right up there and he freezes. And he's like, ah, you know what? I don't think this is for me. And he turns and he leaves. So thankfully, uh, Mr. Al here rode it with me. It was an amazing ride. And uh, we got off, and we just bragged and bragged and bragged. And you could tell that he was disappointed that in that moment, he did not push through that fear. How does that relate to us? Look, there might be a time in your life where God is like, hey, I want you to do X, Y, Z for this person. Or you might see somebody in a store, and you're like, man, I, you know, they always say at Hope Church, be a hope dealer. Go love on somebody who's down and out. But ah, that person looks a little shady. I'm not going to go do this. It's about stepping through the fear. So we're going to try to unpack that a little bit today. We've got a lot of content. I know it's summertime. Y'all want to get out of here. So I'm going to try to blast through this. So we're going to start today the book of Judges. We're going to go back a little old school. Um... So we're going to start with Judges 6, 12 through 13. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us to the hands of Midian. How many times have we, if you're a believer, I've heard unbelievers say this. Why is God doing this to me? Why am I having to go through this? There's a lot of reasons. We're going to unpack some of that a little bit. We're going to continue on in Judges. The book of Judges, I know like New Testament's exciting and it's relevant, but you can't discount the Old Testament. It takes both. You got to go from the back to the front to get the whole picture. In 14, he says, And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you. Did God ignore him? No. He's talking to him the whole time. It's like it's okay. Gideon, side note, was like considered. The, the best, the greatest judge of all times. But as a person, I mean, he was really timid. He was, he was scared. He was nervous. And what we're going to unpack as we continue through this story is how God, several times, tried to say, hey, I'm with you. It's okay. Go. But Gideon wasn't that much different than you and I. It took a lot of times for Gideon to be like, oh, okay, you really are with me. Continuing on in 15, and he said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in the father's house. 
I'm nobody. Who am I? Why would God use me? Right? How many times I know, like, myself personally, I've asked myself that over and over, especially when I was, like, young and just getting, like, starting my walk with God. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm messed up. I'm just, you know, this 20 years ago, but I'm, just, I'm this tattooed kid that's in the punk rock. Like, God's never going to use me. Why? Here we are 20 years later. 16, and the Lord said to him, but I will be with you. Some days it might not feel like it, but God said it. I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. Sometimes faith, we call it faith, is stepping out when we know that God is with us. There's too much information, too much in the Bible that tells us that God is with us. But we sit here in fear and go, no, he can't really be. But he is. And it's the faith action to step out into that to where we go. It's, it's Pastor Emma used it a few weeks ago, the illustration of Indiana Jones, where he has to make that step of faith. You don't see anything, then he lands on it. Stepping out we can look back and we can see that he was there. It's part of the reason it's important to be around a group of believers, especially believers that have been in this for a while. My mother-in-law and father-in-law, they've been at this for so long. And I remember in our early years, we would go to their house and we would just play cards. And the cards were fun, but it was about the stories. It was about the times that they didn't know, but then they saw God show up, and they could give us these track records all these times. And what that did, that, was, that built our faith. We started to go, okay, okay, yeah, that, that's real stuff. I see that. And you start to hear enough of that, and you go, okay, all right, maybe for me too. Maybe for me too. And then as you walk along, it starts to build in yourself. And you go, okay, all right, this, this is working for me too. I can see it. And your faith gets stronger. Now, fast forward, God used a lot of things to try to get Gideon to, like, be the man that God was calling him to be. So I'm going to blast through these because, like, if we were to break each one of these down, we'd be here all day. So God used fire first. I, that's one of my questions, like, when I get to heaven, I'm going to say, God, what was like, why did you use fire so many times to try to get people's attention? Whether it was Moses or Gideon, like there is this reoccurring theme with God of always using fire. He tried to use Gideon's dad. It's like, come on, son, you got this. You can do this. He tried to use the fleece. That's a whole thing. That's a, that's a weird church word, but go read Judges today. Unpack it. Like, it's a great book. We just don't have time to break every one of these down. The Army of 300. Now, this, this, uh, this is my favorite because I am so much a strength in numbers. When we started this church, you know, everybody's like, oh, you need to get people like a launch team. It's going to help you create this church and build this church. 
And they're like, oh, you want this amount of people if you want this and X, Y, Z. And I'm like, great, let's get all the people. And then COVID hit. And it's literally Pastor Emma and I sitting at home looking at each other going, how do we do this? And it was in that moment I was like, okay, God, uh, you know, you will provide. And sure enough, like, he started to provide. But Gideon started out with this massive army, and he's, like, going to go fight. And God's like, no, you're not. Let's pare this army down a little bit. Gideon looks back, oh, okay, I still got a pretty big army. God's like, nope, I'm still too big. Let's take some more. Finally, like, starts out, you know, 32,000. And he ends up with 300. I know for us, like I said, we wanted to start out with this big team, and we're like, we're literally weeks from getting ready to open the doors of this church. And we're looking at the team and going, well, we've always been scrappy. We can make this happen. And then it was amazing to watch God move. And people, after people just started calling Side note, he had to leave. Kyron Klukas, who's up here, is probably legitimately the most qualified worship pastor in the state. I mean, he is a, he's a Hillsong graduate. He's been on, like, paid staffs at big, big churches around here. He could literally go to any church around here and get a good job and be happy. And he calls me up on a Thursday, and we open on a Sunday. And he's like, guess what? I got to be a part of your church. And I'm like, man, like we open Sunday. I can't get you on stage. He goes, no, I don't care. I just have to be a part of what you're doing. God has put it on my heart. I'm like, awesome. You like don't want a paycheck? He's like, no, volunteer. I just want to come play and sing. I was like, okay, God, I see you. And it was countless. I mean, it's just... Those last two weeks leading up to us, our opening day, it was such a testimony as to God being faithful. It's crazy. Finally, um, God used a dream to speak to Gideon. And it was in that dream, it was the final revelation from God to Gideon. Gideon was like, oh, all right, cool. Uh, You're here. We'll go. But it took... So many, so many times. And I often wonder, I see God's faithfulness in these things and you know, these examples in the Bible. And I wonder like, oh, how would that have played out if Gideon just, you know, first sight was like, yeah, cool. I got this. I trust you, God. Let's go. I mean, God had it, you know, orchestrated. But if we were to step in that first just little nudge from God, what could be different? How could lives be impacted? You are mighty. The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. That's really cute to say up here. Like, sounds really good. It's an entirely another thing to walk it out. It is entirely another thing when you're just facing troubles with your spouse or you got a knucklehead kid that's not listening. My kids, listen, hey, don't stand up. It's okay. Don't call yourself out like that. My kids, they're great kids sometimes. Um, God is with us. 
time and time and time and time and time again, the Bible just reiterates that, that God is with us. But us being crazy little people, we tend to forget that every time. The Apostle Paul reminds us of God's economy of greatness. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. We're all nobodies. That's the beauty of all this. That's the beauty of God's economy. We don't have to be the most qualified. That's the, the beauty of a Hillsong graduate and a Greenwood Mennonite graduate, right? Come on. They're both great worship leaders. God is using them both in amazing ways. It doesn't have to be. You will never feel prepared enough to do what God is calling you. That's period, end of sentence. At the end of the day, you will never feel prepared enough. There will never be enough schooling, study, knowing of the scriptures. It will never be enough. Because the one thing I know, I've met guys that are just beyond heady, smart, super educated with all the degrees. And I've met street people that have a greater sense of wisdom than they've ever had. There's no degree needed to do God's work. You are sent. Do not I send you. That question shook me. Because it's not me that's stepping out. It's God sending me out. But I know we're a broken record here, but repetition works. When you leave here today, be a hope dealer. Not because we say so. God says so. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Last week was all about how Jesus initiated this concept. God initiated it through Jesus. Of grace bombing. It's also Jesus that is sending us. We have his example. Now we walk the example because we know that he has sent us. Even, even when it's the shadiest looking homeless person as you're leaving a parking lot. It's all right. If God is sending you to reach that person, you best go. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. What God calls us to, he will provide. <laughs> uh, this is, sounds like unpacking church planning 101 today, but along this journey, we were like, we got looking at the buildings and all of our gear that God provided to us. And we were like, man, we need a box truck. Like, there's no other way about it. Box trucks ain't cheap. So literally, we decided 
like on a Tuesday, like, okay, we need to start looking for a box truck. Started checking classifieds. I knew some truck dealers. I called them, say, hey, guys, you know, we need a box truck. And I literally get a text message the next week. And he goes, hey, you guys have any use for a box truck? And I go, well, I got all to use for a box truck, but I ain't got box truck money. He goes, no, 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 no. This is a donation. Okay, bet. That's my kind of price right there. So off I went on the train up to Brooklyn, New York, and picked up our graffitied up free box truck and drove out of there with no side mirrors, but God provided, got home safely. Uh, but he always, always provide what you need for what he's called you to do. And if you have a need that you're like, oh, I have this need, I need X, Y, Z, I need a degree or whatever, God's not providing it, odds are you don't need it. You've got numbers, but I will be with you. It wasn't until the point that we got to this place where we're like, you know what? We don't need a launch team of X, Y, Z. What we need is God and God to go in front of us and the rest will be provided. And when that happened, when we finally were like, okay, our strategies, our marketing, all that's cool and all, but in this moment, we need God. And God showed up in crazy ways. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to, deserve, to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You're not alone, guys. Like, and I really want to say this. If, if you're not a believer, this seems like a really weird concept. That's okay. It was weird to me. Trust me. Like, and church that I met God in was not, not quite like this. It was not friendly to those unchurched. It was a lot of very inside language, things I didn't understand. But God met me there. I'm telling you, you give God a chance, he's going to meet you where you are. Because you are not alone in this. So, just as my son stood there in fear and finally just was like, no, I got to walk away. I got to, I can't do this. I can't get up the the nerve to step through to what's going to be really awesome in our lives. When we hear God, know that there's something really awesome on the other side of it. Press through, step into it, make that step. Because I'm telling you, it's worth it. I want to give you guys the opportunity today. If um, And Al, you can come on up. If this seems a little weird, that's okay. We do weird really well around here. But hey, look, man, we're in a cafeteria, and I swear I can still smell pizza and chicken patties from... 30 years ago when I was here. Pizza, yeah. Those were the best days, pizza and chicken patties. Um, I want to give you guys an opportunity. Um, 
If you're new, maybe you don't know God, you've never had a relationship with God, I want to give you that opportunity. So we're going to pray. I'm going to ask everybody if you just bow your head and close your eyes. Um, if what I'm getting ready to say speaks to you, up on the screen we're going to have a QR code or a text code. Feel free to snap that. We're not going to like call you up and ask you weird questions. We just want the opportunity to be able to pray with you. Dear Jesus, Father, I just ask that if there's anybody here today that does not have a relationship with you, there's no better time, there's no better day because you are with us. Time and time and time again, you have given us the examples of you with us. So Father, I just pray that somebody would step through that fear wall and meet you on the other side. They can text, that's me, to 94,000, or they can snap the QR code. There's no better time. Father, I also pray that if there's somebody here today that maybe started a relationship with God at some point in time, but life got crazy and they got distracted, they got off course, um, that there's no better time to come back. So I just pray that if, if they're hearing from you today, that they would snap the QR code that's on, on the screen. And um, text, I'm back to 94,000. Father, you're always there. You're so faithful and you always provide what we need. Father, we love you, we praise you, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday, 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's hope, D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening.